This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. I am the ecosystem lead at Celo Labs for Uganda, working on a blockchain platform called Celo, and I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, and I'm Daniel Kimoto, ecosystem lead for Kenya, working at C-Labs, Celo Labs, C-Labs, <laughs> both apply. So interesting. So I think, as you know, when we talk about the blockchain space, most people understand, um, or most people are always aware of, of, of the nature of application in terms of uh, the cryptocurrency, but they don't know at the back end of the crypto, uh, blockchain powers powers the cryptocurrency and under the digital coins. Uh, as we kick this off, maybe to begin with it, with uh, Umar, uh, please briefly tell us about uh, Celos journey in the African continent in terms of powering and facilitating startups uh, who are, say, developers and entrepreneurs to launch blockchain products for their customers. Uh, how that, how that, journey, that journey been? Well, thank you very much, Eric. And I'm very excited to be here talking about Celo. Well, Celo is, like you mentioned, it's a mobile-first blockchain platform that is on a mission to build a financial system that creates the conditions for prosperity for everyone. So it's an open-source, all-welcoming, mobile-first blockchain platform. So this, this is kind of at the foundation of what uh, we do at C-Labs and within the Celo ecosystem. It's open for everybody, so anybody who wants to build on the platform, if you have the technical know-how, you can be able to um, get the code and be able to build applications on the Celo platform. So this is the story or the backstory of how Celo is coming to market within the African continent, as it's the same story on any other continent, whether it's um, North, North, whether North America or South America or Asia. It has it, Celo has no particular say bias to where it can go to market. It's a technology that is built for the whole world, and we're trying to see how best we can be able to leverage these tools to make. Um, better financial systems that work for all of us. So this is kind of the approach that we have. And you you find that um, being mobile first and being people first, if I could also say, because it's at people at, at the center of Celo as a platform, we see that it's the same approach that we have within the African continent um, that we can see in Asia or in North, North America or South America or Australia or Europe. It's kind of the same um, openness that comes, whereby Celo intends to build with people as opposed to building for people. So it, it works with the host communities, people who are native to the area, and we are able to create dApps, which are distributed decentralized applications on the platform that do service the needs of a local population. So this has been very instrumental in seeing Celo get the traction that we've been able to get to this point as we build for people whether we build with people as opposed to building for them. So people end up influencing what gets built on the platform and the applications do actually work for them. So in a nutshell, this the open source, mobile fast, people fast approach that Celo uses on the African continent has been instrumental in as far as getting traction and seeing that people do know that Celo is the mobile fast platform that they can be able to go to and run finance on. So this is kind of the thinking that we are leveraging to go to market within Africa, and it's also working very well within other parts of the world. Great. Uh, Dan, you, you lead the Celo ecosystem uh, in Kenya, and as you are aware, Kenya is one of the leading countries in terms of adoption of mobile-based uh, financial service products. Uh, I've, been, I've been with Celo for a couple of, uh, for some time now. Um, maybe 
tell us how how's that done been in, the, in in Kenya in terms of supporting and powering local developers to launch uh, blockchain based products uh, on blockchain based products yeah that's that's a really interesting question and a really good one and a relevant one now personally my my career within the blockchain space started out and still continues as an entrepreneur in the space i got to join c labs through the Celo camp actually Celo camp was a pathway into which i got into deeper contact with the Celo ecosystem what had happened was that initially we had a, an enterprise that did validation. And so we were trying out uh, validation on Celo and trying to see if we can support the network as a validator that is recording the different blockchain transactions, processing the transactions that are happening on the network and securing the network uh, on, that, on that front. But while we were still doing that, we were also observing different needs that the ecosystem here had, had provided uh, or rather that was expressing. And one of the biggest needs that had come up was a need for simpler ways of people to be onboarded and offboarded from crypto. So moving from the Kenya shilling into the Celo dollar and moving from the Celo dollar into the Kenya shilling. And so that was a need that was there. And through the Celo camp, we got, we got in um, at the time with the startup. And that was how I started getting uh, more deeply involved with the ecosystem. Now, as, as an entrepreneur and working with engineers on, on the team uh, that I had at the time, was a really interesting experience because we got to have a lot of support from the Celo ecosystem. Not only did we get technical mentors during our time at the camp, but we also got business model mentors. And we also got a huge, a huge um, base of support from members of the community who championed our projects and really rooted for us to succeed. It actually means a lot when you have a community championing uh, the, the different initiatives that, that are being built. Uh, and at the same time, opportunities then started coming to participate in pilot programs uh, and become part of whatever activities of research were going on in the ecosystem. And so I have seen this play out with very many startups that have joined the ecosystem and very many developers that have become part, that have joined the ecosystem. Not only have they gotten to learn about blockchain from people who have participated in it for quite a long time and therefore accelerate their knowledge. At the same time, they've also been able to learn about the different business models that exist in the space. And beyond that, they've been able to also find opportunities and embed themselves either in pilot projects, embed themselves on teams, building different products, uh, or, or even find fellowships and other kinds of opportunities in the space. So I have seen developers who have gone through these different kinds of journeys. Of course, everybody's journey is different, but there are tons of opportunities because there's tons of work to be done and there's tons of building that is going on. And therefore, somebody who is proactive, who's who has initiative and who is really looking to contribute will always get an opportunity to participate, to learn uh, and, and to grow with the ecosystem. So for a lot of startups that are coming into the ecosystem now, many of them get the chance to participate in the grants that are available from the Solo Foundation and also other grants that are available within the ecosystem from the community fund uh, that also supports various kinds of initiatives, technical initiatives, educational initiatives, any kind of initiative that people have, the community uh, fund is open to listening to these uh, propositions that come. There are also venture capital firms that have set up within the ecosystem. Uh, there's Flory VC that has really supported a lot of startups and very many teams um, based out of Africa have gotten their seed funding. And not only do they get seed funding, they also get to do a sprint within, the, within, the, within a couple of weeks with the VC firm and thereafter get prepared to do a bigger round of fundraising so that they can then scale. So I'm seeing a lot of opportunities for startups uh, and for founders, for developers to get in and contribute. Larger startups can access the Celo ecosystem fund. Uh, we, we saw that the, there was an investment made in Yellowcard, which was quite substantial, uh, with Yellowcard being an ecosystem player. And so there are a lot of opportunities for, I guess, every kind of size of, of, of startup. 
uh, that plays in the ecosystem and even larger companies um, get to join the cell alliance and get to participate uh, and, and hopefully uh, Uma and I will talk about some of the works going on with the cell alliance and what different people and organizations are doing. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, uh, you know, uh, great outline of what, you know, Cello is doing and maybe just to give a, a, a wide view of the of the space, Daniel, maybe you can tell us what can you see when it comes to adoption and any emerging trends within the crypto space in Africa. Uh, I would like to hear your comment on that and possibly also Umar afterwards. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess with some of this observation, it, it depends on who's looking and where they are looking from. So perhaps a lot of my own biases may fall into what I say, but I'm seeing a lot of people that I meet talking about the need to have um, interoperable currencies or currencies that they can use, a currency they can use across in any country or a medium of exchange that they can go with in any country. And so if somebody flies out from Nigeria and comes to, to Kenya or Tanzania or Uganda, they can still carry around the same amount of value that they have on their mobile wallet because everybody's on mobile these days uh, and then get to participate in the local economy of wherever they've come from without having to go to a bureau um, to exchange and get local currency and, and, and then you know leave within that economy. So I'm seeing a lot of developers and founders that are meeting speaking about this kind of opportunity where they want to, to, to leverage something like stable currencies, like the cello stable coins, cello dollar or cello euro, uh, with which then they can build layers of technology on top to enable people to have these currencies work across in any country that they visit. So that's one, one, of, the, one of the trends that I'm seeing builders heading onto. Of course, there's the larger trend of the decentralized finance. Um, and within the cello ecosystem, we had all these many partners who came on, very large projects from Ethereum and other notable networks. Uh, that are also extending support and building on cello and with that came 100 million dollars in rewards and and and, and that whole uh, 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 initiative uh, the budget of the whole initiative and so we are seeing many uh, projects uh, out here in, in in africa starting to look at how they can then leverage this decentralized finance space so for instance there are some wallets i have i have connected to um, uh, the founders who are speaking about how they can leverage the decentralized finance space to offer their customers a better savings rate than they can get um, in, in, in their local um, environments. And so some of these use cases are being adopted uh, by regular kind of fintech companies uh, and they're leveraging the decentralized finance space either for, for better rewards and for better better rates than they can get uh, in, in, in the traditional space. Um, so that's that's the second trend I'm seeing. Uh, so, so the first one was, of course, the interoperable payments powered by stable currencies. Uh, the second one that I'm seeing is decentralized finance as a source of more products, more financial products for, 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 for customers uh, on the continent. And of course, there's more and more innovation going on, especially in the P2P space, where we're seeing many people building out services that um, make payments cheaper mobile payments cheaper and utilizing networks like Celo that have very small gas fees and allow these payments to be accessible by many people. Um, you know, there's the case where many people don't want to use uh, mobile money because of the expense that comes with the transactions. Uh, and so that that is being sold by some of the startups that are looking to make that whole process um, affordable by, by leveraging a blockchain that has very low fees. Uh, yeah, so so those those are uh, I guess my top three the top three trends that I'm seeing. Of course, there are others that are growing in 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 the in the space, such as merchant financing, uh, while sourcing capital from from uh, ecosystems like Celo uh, to to power to power that whole lending enterprise uh, and 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 other uh, lending initiatives that are taking place 
using smart contracts to lower the cost of operations of these um, lending companies. Uh, many of these DeFi lending projects actually leverage smart contracts to lower the cost of operation and therefore they have uh, leaner teams and they have less of a footprint and are able to offer uh, loans at a very low rate because the cost of operation is quite low. And so those, those I would say would be my, my top five trends that I've observed uh, and, and that I'm continuing to keep an eye on. Hopefully we'll see more, hopefully we'll see more African countries uh, perhaps uh, building an appetite to, to launch um, stable currencies uh, because now we, we, we have the popular ones, uh, you know, the US dollar, and, and the euro and and hopefully over time uh, that, that's perhaps going to be a conversation that's going to start interesting um great insights daniel i think uh, speaking of adoption in africa uh, recent news is that uh, nigeria ghana are, are soon launching their uh, their cbdc's and i'm sure across the continent uh, that would be like uh, most of the countries will be watching to see how that performs and how they can replicate across across uh, across the continent uh, something that's, that's that also that has been of interest to me will be uh, is on the cello uh, the cello alliance for prosperity and um, on this one I've seen recently a number of the membership is growing very very fast a number of companies uh, from Africa uh, are joining maybe to Umar uh, could you please uh, mention about uh, what what have the alliance achieved so far in Africa and maybe touch briefly about some of the recent partnerships. Uh, in Africa and the thinking behind them. Um, thank you very much, Eric. Uh, regarding the Cello Alliance for Prosperity, this is it's actually a subset under the Cello Foundation. So all the all the all the members under the alliance are under the Cello Foundation. So meaning these are members of the Cello Foundation. And the Cello Alliance for Prosperity is a group of entities that are committed to leveraging their unique talents or strong points towards um, fostering the Cello ecosystem. So you have a variety of entities from education sector to finance, um, tech, and it's kind of an all-round society of, of, of entities. Right now, there are, I think, around 160 entities in there, and they come from all over the globe. So for the case of, of Africa, I would actually zero in on Uganda. We currently have um, five alliance members, and they all do various um, things within the the local ecosystem. So for instance, for the case of Uganda, we have um, Crypto Savannah. Uh, Crypto Savannah is a technology company that is actually a blockchain power, powerhouse for Africa. They do build blockchain solutions and also uh, a, I would say they are thought leaders when it comes to technology on the African continent. So then into blockchain and also AI and other emerging technologies. They are also helping us with a lot of um, localization for solar within Uganda and throughout the, the, the continent. Then we have um, members like Spay Taxi Cab, which is a transportation company that accepts the solar dollar for payments. We have B2Big, which is an education service and an education and trading service. They also have an OTC desk whereby people can be able to go and buy cryptocurrencies. So they have, they're helping us um, bring solar to the population in by, by providing an access point that people can be able to swap their Ugandan trillings for um, solar dollars or solar. Then we also have Kanzu Code. Kanzu Code is a fintech that develops software. They're currently building out a wallet that can enable Ugandan saving several dollars, CUSD. So this is huge for the market in as, in as far as this goes, because the average saver in the country saves in Ugandan shillings, which over time have been seen to depreciate from um, the uh, US dollar. So from, from where we are right, right now, we also do have some entities working on building a liquidity rail for CUSD within the Ugandan market. It's called Murcom. Murcom also do, they also run an exchange called Muda, and the exchange is designed to 
provide liquidity within the Ugandan actually the, the East African market for CUSD and other cryptocurrencies that can actually be able to be accessed by various members of society. So these, these are five players within the Ugandan space only, but there are very many others, as Daniel can talk about what is in Kenya, South Africa, Nigeria. And we have seen real life use cases on CELO through the work of various alliance members. Now you can look at, say, Murcom that is building out a liquidity rail that is going to be able to provide CUSD, the CELO dollar, to various entities and third parties. So if you have an application that needs to source CUSD, you can easily call their API and you can be able to get the liquidity on demand. This would help us in as far as having liquidity for the solar dollar within the, the African market in general. And we are very excited to see how the Alliance plays out in the coming months and days ahead. Otherwise, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good opportunity to see various entities from various fields working together for a common goal. And it's one of the fundamental pillars of our success so far. And we hope to be um, to build on what we've been able to gain to this point. Okay, uh, over to you, Dan. Uh, from from the Kenyan side, and um, just your overview in terms of where you lived, and maybe touch briefly about uh, what you've seen, uh, maybe a few companies that are building on Celo, uh, some of the trends, and uh, uh, maybe some of those partnerships that, that are happening here often. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I guess for those in Kenya, perhaps if you're listening to this in 2021, you may notice that the rates that are offered out in as consumer consumer loans uh, on the various apps that we have on our mobile phones uh, usually have a very high interest rate. Uh, and a similar thing also happens for businesses, especially businesses that are unable to access traditional forms of capital. Uh, they do access capital quite expensively. And so this would be your regular merchants, perhaps merchants on Jumia, perhaps merchants on different online platforms, those that also um, conduct businesses um, in brick and mortar stores and so one of the one of the partnerships that we had and one of the alliance members that we have on is possession and we worked together with a few other alliance members and a vc partner who provided the promissory note that is um, um the the loan uh, that went out to possession and what we were doing was an experiment to test whether by using blockchain rails we would be able to reduce the cost of borrowing by possession and as a consequence issue out more affordable loans to the merchants that uh, subscribe to possession service. And so while that experiment is still going on, uh, very interesting results have come up and perhaps there could be uh, opportunities to scale that project um, and make it larger. And so possession is one of our alliance members and it has, been, it has been really interesting working with them alongside many other alliance partners that are now joining the ecosystem. We are seeing more and more partners that have a huge merchant base uh, some of which I would love to speak about, uh, but are in the process of joining the Alliance. And hopefully we'll have a session perhaps also inviting them over to come and speak uh, about what, what we'll be collaborating on together. Um, but you also have a partner that is focused on remittances uh, across U Australia, um, Kenya, South Sudan, and Uganda, and that's PESA base. And it has been interesting to see, uh, especially the technology evolution from their team. Uh, they have they have been building on cello for, for quite some time and have really grown uh, in their technical expertise of how they, they are able to uh, facilitate these cross-border remittances. And so this, this is some of very interesting uh, use cases that we are seeing. We're also seeing other use cases that are being done by alliance partners who may, you may necessarily not say that they are based uh, in Kenya specifically. One of the most successful projects that we've done uh, is the micro work pilot that we did in 2000 and, uh, 
uh, it started out in 2020, and then we had a, a bigger uh, rollout of it in 2021. That is in the first quarter, January to April of this year. And we had about 250 young people who work online, uh, but instead of getting their money uh, into the traditional uh, platforms that they would get, uh, traditionally people receive money either in their bank accounts, on PayPal, on various other online uh, payment uh, channels. And so for this particular micro work experiment or the pilot, what we were testing was whether we could unlock more forms of work and unlock more opportunities for employment for people if we leverage stable currencies as a platform through which people can receive payment. And so working with Masiko, Appen, Kosali, and our local ecosystem partner, Kotanipe, we, we were able to come up with this pilot program where people worked online. What they were doing is working on AI jobs, categorization uh, of, of, of the different uh, items that would be would be sent out to them so these are micro tasks uh, and they would do um, these categorization jobs labeling jobs basically preparing preparing the data to be consumed by ai algorithms uh, and we saw we saw quite an interesting phenomenon because not only did it uh, show that there was a demand for work and a demand for stable currency payments as a channel and that that channel was way more affordable for people to use it also showed that it could then start off a new kind of trend where people started uh, saving. And then they also started looking more and learning more about decentralized finance. So that was very interesting to learn uh, uh, in, in the work that we did from January uh, until April. And I guess more information shall be coming out um, as, as we move forward. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so that, that, that was one of, one of those very interesting projects that we saw um, being done by Alliance Partners uh, focused, focused on this ecosystem of Kenya. Great insights. I think um, uh, there's a lot to be done. I think entrepreneurs are building extremely innovative solutions. And uh, as, we, as we come to the end of this chat, uh, I would want us to, to go into education and uh, into education, the education bit of digital currencies. Uh, as you are aware, uh, crypto education uh, is still in the uh, crypto market is still in the nascent stages across the continent and of course many people do not understand how this works and uh, i believe sarah has been focusing on the entrepreneur side of being such a huge ecosystem from entrepreneurs to developers to uh, to generally anyone who's running or even anyone running a fintech product uh, i would like you to touch uh, now over to umar i would like you to touch on what Sela is doing to improve crypto literacy and education across the continent. Thank you very much, Eric. And something that we would all agree on across the continent is that education is something that is key towards the adoption of cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology in general. So Celo has education as a foundational pillar within the, I would say, within the ecosystem support structure that, that we have. Some of the funding specific, specifically comes out to support education initiatives that are going to be able to take people from zero to 100% when it comes to understanding how blockchain technology works. If you look at the last rounds of funding um, from the um, foundation grants program, you find that there's always been a slot for education. Education, that education slot simply gets bigger, meaning the foundation is seeking to fund more education initiatives within the, uh, the program. So for the case of Africa, we really do try to see that um, it, the ecosystem grows and we encourage anybody who can be able to work on the education fund to look out for the grants that come Whenever, whenever these grants programs roll out, they do have 
um, slots for education and people should be able to um, come forth and uh, bring what they can to the, to the table. Right now, there is a rolling fund that is the Senegal Community Fund that has um, four categories and one of them is education. So if anybody has an initiative that is geared towards educating the mass public about various various aspects of the solar blockchain ecosystem, please do consider looking at that. Then also we do have the Celo Camp. Celo Camp is um, an initiative that seeks to build capacity for entrepreneurs and developers. We can look at it as a fast tracking avenue that can be able to um, upgrade the education level of the entrepreneurs and developers within the space. So if somebody is starting a, a, a startup, if somebody is a developer just trying to see what the next level looks like, SettleCamp is a very unique opportunity for them to go and see how they'll be able to get them, uh, how they'll be able to cut it in the real world because it has an eight-week accelerator program that is designed to take um, initiatives from where they are right now to where they should be in the in the near future. And talking right now, we see, we, we saw that the last batch, which is SettleCamp batch four, closed applications on August 24th. And as we speak this week, the finalists for this batch have been announced and the camp will start on the 23rd of September, which is tomorrow. And folks will be, the, the, the finalists who will be in this batch will be taken through an eight week accelerator program that will be able to um, give them mentorship, give them guidance, and also give them a platform to build and learn how they can be able to make it within the blockchain ecosystem. The mentorship panel within Solo Camp is extremely um, helpful. There are very many individuals there who bring a wealth of experience from their years within the, the crypto space and also the venture capital space. They can help um, anybody raise capital if you are interested in this. And I do encourage anybody to look out for the next batch of Senegal Camp. Then we also have another initiative. This is specifically for the developers. Currently, the Celo ecosystem is having a, I would say we are, we are in the theme of DeFi for the people. So DeFi for the people is leveraging Celo's mobile fast technology to bring decentralized finance to the 6 billion smartphones around the planet. So we know that financial inclusion is being driven by the mobile phone. And we know that the it is, it's, it's currently the most widespread device on the planet that uh, the, the average consumer does have. So to bring this niche of uh, the blockchain space, DeFi, to the mobile phone is a way that you can be able to lower the barriers to entry for various people across the, 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 the continent. So in as far as DeFi is a bit complicated right now, we do have an initiative for the developers, which is going to be a hackathon starting on October 1st. It, it's going to be geared to, towards developers to kind of build out um, their ideas, work with non-fungible tokens, NFTs, uh, build solutions for DeFi that can be able to bring lending, um, liquidity staking to as many people as can be um, reached within the time frame given there. So if you're a developer out there, I urge you to head over to devpost.com and the URL is mobiledefi.devpost.com. You can sign up and the, this, this will actually go live on October 1st. So the developers are catered for in that. We've also had various hackathons in the past that have been able to educate various individuals, mainly developers from East Africa, like um, the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, East African Youth Hackathon that happened last year, whereby we had various teams of developers coming to build a solution that could be able to tackle corruption. And the winning team came from East Africa, which is a testament, and we're actually building the solution on Celo. And this is a testament to what Celo can do in as far as educating our current developer base right now, bring them to be the next um, developers that the continent needs to build solutions that we do actually need. And this would actually take all of us forward. So education in, in a nutshell, education is a very huge aspect of Celo, as we know that Without education, people really wouldn't know what we're trying to do. We first educate them, know where we are right now and where we need to go, and also to be able to raise 
the, the, the capabilities of the various ecosystem players like developers who can actually build the applications that we need to serve and create this prosperity for all by building a financial system that works for all. Because I'm sure this will be exciting to a lot of uh, developers or builders. Maybe you can repeat where can people get again this information if they want to learn about the initiatives from Celo? Yeah, well, initially, if you want to know anything that has happened within the Celo space, you can head over to the Celo website, which is celo.org. On there, you can find a, a vast array of resources on what is, whatever is trending within the Celo universe at any given time. But specifically, if you're a developer out there and you want to get your hands into the um, DeFi space, you want to see what you can build and also have support as you build it, we're currently having an initiative under DeFi for the people whereby you can build mobile-friendly DeFi applications through the Hackathon environment. The Hackathon will be hosted on DevPost, and to go to the website, it's mobiledefi.devpost.com. Even if you just went to devpost.com, you'll be able to find the list of hackathons there. You can be able to register there, and it goes live on October 1st. Thanks a lot, James, for sharing uh, such great insights. I believe this is just the first of the many podcasts that we are going to have. Uh, to just explain to our audience or people who are, who are interested in building solutions on the blockchain. And uh, we really appreciate for making it today. And uh, maybe, David, your closing remarks? Yeah, thank you again, Umar. Um, thank you, Daniel, again, for just taking the time to talk to us. Uh, there's quite a lot that's happening within the Celo ecosystem. It's quite exciting to see also the initiatives that are happening, uh, the opportunities for entrepreneurs, for developers. Um, yeah, and uh, I can only urge our listeners to, you know, just head over to Cello.org and just have a look at what's happening. Thanks a lot. Uh, see you in our next podcast, hopefully, in the coming year.